When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 10 of season 4 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. A Life of Bliss was a radio sitcom that premiered on the BBC on July 29, 1953, and starred George Cole as David Bliss, an absent-minded bachelor, and his daily adventures and misadventures. His sister Pamela was played by Nora Swinburne, and her husband, Robert Batten, was played by Esmond Knight, although later in the show's run, these characters were replaced by Diana Churchill and Colin Gordon, respectively. One of the more charming characters is David's dog, Psyche, voiced by Percy Edwards, who does an incredible job of imitating his bark and other sounds. An interesting fact of the show was that the writers were often so late in finishing the scripts that the recording sessions were actually delayed, and the live studio audience would be left waiting while the writers finished up so that recording could begin. The series eventually made it to television in the 60s. Dennis Day was an Irish-American actor, comedian, and singer known for his clear and beautiful tenor voice. His first appearance on radio was on the Jack Benny program in 1939, replacing the tenor Kenny Baker. In addition to singing, Day did impressions of famous celebrities of the time on Benny's show. He served in the Navy during World War II, and when he returned, he was given his own radio program, A Day in the Life of Dennis Day, which ran from 1946 to 1951. He played the same character he did on Jack Benny's show, but lived in the fictional town of Weaverville as a drugstore clerk. His landlord was played by B. Benaderet and her husband by Dink Trout. Dennis was engaged to their daughter Mildred, played by Barbara Eiler. Although the show was a sitcom, it always featured three songs by day. The show attempted to make it to television in 1949, but the pilot was never aired. Day died in 1988, aged 72. Now sit back and enjoy the February 25, 1959 broadcast of A Life of Bliss, and the October 15, 1947 broadcast of A Day in the Life of Dennis Day. A Life of Bliss. Being the biography of a bachelor with Diana Churchill, Colin Gordon, Frederick Treve, Sheila Sweet, Judith Stott, Sheila Manahan, and Percy Edwards. Another chapter in the life of that shy young man, David Alexander Bliss, known to us as George Cole. <laughs> David and his married sister Anne begin a chapter which for them ends with an exclamation. Oh, brother. A visitor? Tony's younger brother, Robin. Oh, gosh, I'd forgotten Tony had a brother. Well, you've met him, surely. Yes, but only once and years ago. Actually, I, I don't remember much about him. Except that he has fair hair. Blue eyes and a boyish charm. How long is he going to be staying with you? A week at the outside. Ah. Uh, poor Robin. He never lasts very long. You could almost say he comes in cycles. The rise out of the blue stays a few days, departs under a cloud. Well, you, you, you don't mean he gets into trouble? Invariably. I say, that should give us a fellow feeling. I don't mean to be unkind. And I'm genuinely fond of him. But? A shallow character. Really? Terribly. Even allowing for the fact that girls mature faster than boys. Well, do they? Yes, we do. <laughs> what more? We make the most of our advantage. Well, how? Men's immaturity makes them vulnerable. Sir? We grab our chart, madam. Oh, I see. <laughs> Hence the old saying, catch them while they're young. If I remember rightly, you didn't catch Tony while he was young. <laughs> he was at least 26. Yes, I know. Terribly backward for his age. It's a good job I don't take you seriously. I'm not 
not joking about Brother Robin. That is serious. After all, he's rising 35. Good gracious, I didn't realize he was as old as that. Neither did he, apparently. Of course, you meet hundreds of men like him, but he's such a typical case. Is case the word you wanted? Definitely. And there's only one way to describe it. What's that? Arrested development. Well, I say, that's a bit hard. But true. But he, he's never grown up. A veritable Peter Pan. Manner, outlook, even his vocabulary. Why? What, what, what sort of things does he say? Oh, let me think. Um, parties are bang on. He has a wizard time. But like the few snifters first, a few drinks. Also known as snorters. Girls are absolute smashers, stunners, corkers, or scorchers. Scorchers? Sizzling. And though I hate the word myself, for him, no parties complete without snogging. Without that, there's no joy. Snogging? <laughs> Smooching. Smooching? Oh. <laughs> Come now, Poppet, you can't be that innocent. Well, I've never heard them before in my life. Well, what on earth do they mean? Oh, dear. How can I put it up without shocking you? <laughs> um, remember Wednesday evening? Wednesday evening? Tony and I went out. Oh, oh yes, and, and Zoe and I babysat for you. That's right. Now then, what else did you do? What did we do? Hmm. Sat and watched television. I might have known. Well, believe me, smooching's more fun. You, you, still ha you still haven't explained. I mean it to feel almost embarrassed. Petting. No? No. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake, kissing. Cuddling and such. Oh, I say, stay on. <laughs> Let's, um, let's, let's get back to Robin. <laughs> yes, all right, but there's something I must ask you first, for Zoe's sake, not mine. I take it Wednesday was the exception, not the rule. In what way? Television's already killed the art of conversation. I'd hate to think it was spreading. Oh, gosh, oh, I see what you mean. Oh, I'm so glad you do. I'm feeling quite flushed. And the answer? Well, if you, if you must know, yes. Thank goodness for that. Zoe's an absolute corker, and we have a scorching time. I'm sure you've got the wrong word. Well, have, a, have a wizard time. Bang on. Well, I'm not surprised I got it wrong. Corkers, scorchers. Stunners and smashers. You'll find it comes quite naturally. Not to me. I've never been good at languages, and that's double Dutch. That's what I meant. It should come naturally. I interpret your point. Now, let's, let's, let's get back to Robin. I forget where we were. A veritable Peter Pan. Ah, yes. Where, where, where is he, by the way? Upstairs changing. I hope Tony's not going to be late. He's supposed to be picking him up at half past six. Why? Where are they off to? Some show or other. But I expect they'll have a few snifters first. Oh, naturally. Enjoy the show all the more after a few snorters. See? You're speaking it like a native. Yes, and that's exactly how it sounds. <laughs> like some strange tribal chant. Hello. Hello, here comes the chief of the tribe. In here, Robin. Hello. At a guess, this'll be a familiar chant. Meaning? He wants to borrow something. I like it, as I've forgotten to. Oh, sorry. You remember my brother, David? Remember your brother? Of course I remember him. Met you when I was here last year. Four years ago, at least. How Tempest Fugits. Greetings, brother. Hail, Chief. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you want something, Robin? A couplings. Forgot to pack mine. Wonder if I could bag a pair of Tony's. He has got another pair, but I'm not sure where I put them. I'll go and have a look. Oh, good show. The drinks are on the sideboard, if you'd like one. Never been known to refuse. Hope Tony's not going to be late. I'm sure he was. We're off to a show together. Yes, I know. So Anne was chanting. Um, <laughs> chanting? You're saying. Join me in a tot. In a tot? A drink. Oh, I see. That, that's another word for it. No, 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 thanks. I don't sniff. <laughs> I never snort. Never drink. I, I, I take it you're on holiday. It started yesterday. Two carefree weeks. Oh, well, first this evening, down the hatch. Spit in your eye. Um, mud. Started with a bang, too. What, your, your, your holiday? Yes, went to a party last night. A good party? Oh, bang on. I, I, I bet you met some snorting wizards. <laughs> met some... Uh... Oh, some absolutely native girls. <laughs> some of them were a bit wild. Well, come to that, it was a wild party. Didn't finish till crack of dawn. I, I, I bet I know how it finished, too. How? Smogging. Smogging? Snooching. Snooching? Oh, come now, you, you can't be that innocent. 
from the foggy snow so much you mean. Oh, for goodness sake. Kissing and scorching and such. Although cuddling and such. I think I need another snifter. You sure you won't join me? No, no, really, thanks, Peter. What, um, what show are you going to see? East End Story. It's a musical. And the name's Robin, not Peter. Oh, gosh, is that, is that what I said? Yes. I'm sorry. I, I was, um, I was thinking of another character called Peter. Oh, that's all right. Mud in your eye. Down the pan. <laughs> Down the hatch. Yeah, who, who's, 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 who's starring in it? Um, anybody well known? No, it's a touring version, that's all. It's a good cast, though. The leading lady's a girlfriend of mine. I say, is she? Mm, Amanda Lee. Is she, is she good in the show? Oh, bang on. Sings like a dream, and when she dances, she makes you sit up and watch. The smashing little number. Oh, really? What's, uh, what's it called? <laughs> called? The, the number. I think I'll have another snifter. One pair of cufflinks. Ah, wizard. You'll have to hide. You're right, I will. Tempest Fugits. Well, uh, see you before we go, old man. Right, oh, Chief. Um, How did you get on together? I, I, I don't think we spoke the same language. Apart from that, what did you think? Well, he, he seems quite a pleasant chap. But? A veritable Peter Pan. Oh, he's a nice enough boy and harmless enough, except... Except when he and Tony get together. And then? Chaos. Robin looks up to him as a big brother. Tony puts on a big axe and ends up by aping Robin. Not that I mind for myself, but it's so wrong for him, obviously. Well, I don't know about that, but I certainly don't believe it. Believe what? Well, that Tony starts aping his brother. Gets up to all sorts of monkey tricks. Well, for example? Well, the last time Robin came to stay was about a year ago. And so I gathered. They went out together the night he arrived. Came reeling home at four, singing at the tops of their voices at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> hmm. Oh, gracious, still, there's a perfectly simple explanation. Tell me. Their watches had stopped. <laughs> explanation wasn't much better. Where on earth have they been? I never found out the real story. The only definite sign I had was of their visit to the White Hart. And only had that tucked under his arm. What? The White Hart sign. <laughs> well, you, you don't mean he... Brought it home with him. We had the wretched thing in the house for about three days. I couldn't pass a policeman without feeling guilty. Well, what, what happened to it in the end? I made them take it back, and then it wasn't a very good idea either. Why? They came back with three others. Friends? <laughs> Sign for Loon Bar, Public Bar, and one unmentionable. <laughs> and if you ever see any man outside the White Hart looking lost, that's the reason why. Well, I, I must say, it, uh, it doesn't sound like Tony. Well, of course not. He was aping his brother. Believe it now? He gets up to all sorts of monkey tricks. Well, whatever did you say to him? Nothing, really. He said he was sorry and I forgave him. Just like that? Just like that. Surprise? Very. Never hit a man when he's down. That's what you talk about, isn't it? Well, yes. Same applies to a wife with her husband. Never nag him when he's done. Precisely. Never then and only when you must. Well, I doubt if there are many wives who'd be so understanding. They should if they want to go on being wives. Nagging a husband's like, well, like knowing how much jewelry to wear. A little help. But you can so easily overdo it. There's something in there. Anyway, you've got to make allowances and I make three. Christmas, his reunion dinner, his brother Robin. Bang on. Oh, by the way, I, I take it he doesn't ape that, too. Oh, yes, chance away quite happily. Oh, gosh. Not so much one of the chaps as one of the tribe. Big white brother has returned. In here, darling. Hello. Hello there. Hello, Hello Tony. Hello, dear. Where's Junior? Upstairs changing. Uh, hope he's not going to be long. Tempest fugits. Spoken like a native. <laughs> Joking. I'm tempted to ask you to explain. I shouldn't, if I were you, take up too much Tempest. Doesn't he look smart, David? Terribly. When did, when did you change? Lunchtime. Are you staying to supper? Yes, to keep Anne company. Good show. Oh, good heavens, I've forgotten. It's been in the oven for hours. Befitting the occasion. How? A burnt offering. Yes, we've got to eat it. Burnt offering, native. I'm tempted again. Still, Anne's right. I haven't time to get involved. Oh, it was only a joke. Only pulling a leg. Uh, you've met Robin before, haven't you? Once, yes. Years ago. Seen him this evening? Oh, yes. Well, we had quite a long powwow. <laughs> Now, don't tempt me too far. I had quite a long chat. Yeah, go on. Think I'll have a quick snifter. I had a feeling you would. Anything wrong in it? Or on the contrary. Enjoy the show all the better if you've had a few corkers. Corkers? Snorters. It's no use. It doesn't come naturally, and it never will. Not that I ever thought it would. David, old boy, what are you talking about? The tribal chant. <laughs> I mean, the... The temptation's too great. No, I, I told you, it, it was a joke. Yours or Anne's? Mine. Sure? Positive. 
All right, then. Perhaps you'd explain. The tribal chant. Robin's vocabulary. Corkers, scorchers, stunners, smashers, snifters, to mention but a few. Ah, so that's all it was. That's all. Anne thinks he sounds a joke. Definitely. And I must admit, I agree. Anne hasn't mentioned it. Too late. <laughs> Fact is, Anne doesn't like Robin and never has. Oh, no, that, that just isn't true, Tony. She, she's very fond of him. I, I know, because she said so to me. If you think for a moment, you'll see you're wrong. Will I? Why? Well, he's, he's such a pleasant chap. Nobody could possibly dislike him. Ah, that's true enough. And that includes Anne. All right, you've made your point. I'm fond of the boy myself. Well, I'm sure it's mutual. He looks up to you, too. Oh, I, I, I don't know about that. I do. Why, did he tell you so? Well, not himself, no. But that's something else Anne said. What? That Robin looks up to his great white brother. <laughs> looks up to his oh, great... Uh, look, look, looks up to the big ape. <laughs> up to you as a big act. A brother. I'm not going to lose my temper while he's in the house. He's under the impression I'm happily married. I'll have another drink instead. Snifter. Oh, no, no, look, Tony, you, you ought to know me by now. I'm always mixing things up. Yes, but the ingredients always come from Anne. Hello, Tony. Ah, oh, hello there. Already incorrect. Good show. Join me in the tot? I've been known to refuse. Coming up now. There you are. Ah, oh, thanks. Down the hatch. Um, Mutton, you're right. Bang ho. <laughs> Oh, bung on. Foreigner. The offering wasn't as burnt as I thought. You boys ought to be going. Temper's suited. On our way now. Bye, darling. Now, don't wait up for us. Cheerio, David. Sorry. Well, sorry. No, it's all right. I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, sure I will. But I've already seen it 17 times, and I like it more every time. Even getting the hang of the plot now. Goodbye. 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 I wonder what they'll bring home this time. You, you never know. They, they might not get up to any monkey tricks. Oh, yes, they will. Tony's as good as admitted it. Why? What did he say? Don't wait up for it. Stage door, but no stage doorkeeper. Probably turn up in a second. Enjoy the show. First rate. How about my little number? Amanda? Yes. Oh, eye-ribbiting. Oh, here's the old boy now. Excuse me. Uh, yes, sir? Uh, um, uh, Miss Lee's dressing room? Long near first door. Oh, thanks a lot. Look, uh, you don't have to answer this unless you want to, but uh, about Amanda, uh, is it serious? I've seen the show 18 times. Um, uh, by the way, uh, mm -hmm. she, uh, she calls me uh, Cherub. Thanks for the warning. That's worse to come, old man. I, I call her Tiddles. Tiddles. <laughs> Yes. It is serious. Oh, here we are. We'd better knock. Come in. Hello, Tiddles. Cherub, darling. Mm. Mm. Sweetie. Um, I'm Cherub's brother. <laughs> Sorry. Tony. Amanda. Hello. Hello. Cherub, guess what? You know Leonie? Leonie? Uh, Leonie France is in the show. Oh, yes, of course. We're sharing digs this week, adjoining rooms, so we've decided to throw a party. When? Night? Hmm. Would you both like to come? Oh, try and stop us. Oh, I, I, I think you'd better count me out. Oh, why? Oh, I, I ought to be getting Oh, there. come on now. That doesn't sound like you. Don't tell me you're shy. It won't be a big party. About six of us, that's all. There you are, you see. A nice, intimate little affair. I know. That's what's <laughs> worrying me. <laughs> I mean, that, that is... Oh, no, you must come. We'll do the same without you. Um, you don't have to stay late. Yes, but... I'm sure you'll enjoy yourself. Uh, I know Tiddles' parties. Now, what do you say? Oh, well, bang on. I'll make a dance of you yet. Mm. So try it again. You're still too slow on the turn. Not fast enough for you, eh? Just your feet. All right, here we go. Oh, we all scrumptious. Will you keep your mind on your feet? Drink, anybody? Anybody without a drink? Oh, how about you? Cherub's brother. Hmm? Oh, sorry. I was miles away. I've forgotten your name, I'm afraid. Uh, Tony. And you're... Uh... Leonie. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, you've got an empty glass. Oh, no more for me. Thanks, really. You are a warm laugh. Sitting here on the sofa all on your own. Don't you want to dance? Oh, a bit out of practice. Practice with me. I, I couldn't ask you to take that risk. All right, then. I'll sit down and talk to you. Oh. Move over. Oh, sorry. Yes, right. You don't seem to be enjoying yourself. Oh, oh wizard time. Well, really. I asked you to move over. But there's no need to pin yourself against the other side. You might come a little closer. 
Cynthia. Besides, you look terribly uncomfortable perched on the edge. No, I, I'm fine. <laughs> I must say, I, I confess I'm a little surprised. It's terribly bad for my ego. Oh, it isn't that. It, it, it's just a... What? Well, I, I'm a married man. That makes it even more surprising. Happily married. Oh, I see. Oh, well, luckily I've experienced this before, so I know exactly what to do. What's her name? Whose? Your wife's. Oh, oh uh, Anne. Children? Uh, one of each. How old? Oh, Alexander's just... Hello uh, there, Tony. Uh, Tiddles has been giving me a dancing lesson. How are you getting on? Oh, hot stuff. I mean my dancing, not Tiddles. Chara. Go and get me a drink lined up, there's an angel. Yes, yeah, all right. Uh, got a spare action, Tony. Seem to have lost oh, mine. Oh, yeah, you can borrow this one. Oh, good, sir. You'd better wipe the, uh, your mouth. Uh, have I, uh, coated? Uh, and, and your ear, oddly enough. Nothing odd about that old man. You must be getting old. Uh, oh, there you are. You can hurry back in. Thank you. Was I right or wasn't I? Smashing party, eh? Oh, smashing. Yeah, no, where is that big we Really, I do. You were saying Alexander's only. Oh, only a, a baby. Uh, uh, Carol's seven now. Well, she's at school then. Oh, yes, yes. I, I gather she's fairly bright. <laughs> Get that from me, of course. Uh, uh, draws rather well, too, and paints. Uh, she, she gets that from Anne. She, she's always had an artistic flair, you know. No, not that she has any time for it now, what with the children and the house and everything. She, she's artistic about that, you, 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 you know, the way she arranges the flowers and that sort of thing. Twenty-five past four. Oh, good gracious, even worse than last year. No, better. Well, how do you make that out? They went to great pains not to wake me up. But you did, even so. Well, yes. That's what woke me up. What? All the shushing. Oh, God. I see. <laughs> and needless to say, when Tony came to bed, I went to great pains to pretend I was asleep. Uh, sorry, I don't follow. I didn't want you to think I was waking up for him in any sense. Well, strictly no nagging. Exactly. Were they, um, were they, uh, reeling? Oh, yes. I crept out onto the landing and watched their progress up the stairs. <laughs> Tony as well? It was rather difficult to tell. Difficult? To tell whether he was really reeling or whether Robin was making him real. Terribly difficult. Where, where, where on earth have they been? I haven't heard yet. You don't mean he's still in bed? They both are. What, at a quarter to eleven? Why so surprised? Gay dogs like Robin never get up till noon, and after his gay evening, Tony's obviously a tired old dog. <laughs> oh, hello. Psyche's woken up. <laughs> yes, I, no, I, I know you weren't really. I, I was joking. I wonder what the explanation's going to be this time. About the same as last time. Well, their, their, their watches had stopped. Oh, something equally un... Oh. What's the matter? Movement on the stairs. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Yes, but don't forget, I'm not supposed to know about it. The time they came in or anything. My mind's a blank. I, I don't even remember you mentioning the time was 25 past four. Shh. Hello, hello there. Morning, Tony. Hello, darling. Oh, shut up, Psyche. <laughs> well, she, she's only, only saying good morning. Well, she doesn't need to say it at the top of her voice. Headache, darling? No, slightly. Well, did, did you enjoy the show? Yeah, first rate. A gay evening altogether? Oh, all right, you know. What time did you get back? Um, didn't you hear us come in? Not a sound. Oh, good. Anne's just been telling me about it, actually. About what? Oh, uh, t telling me she didn't hear you come in. You, you, you must have come in terribly shushing. <laughs> terribly quietly. Were you very late? Well, no, not really, you know. What time was it? I don't know. Just gone one, I suppose. One? Right about then. I should take it back to the makers. <laughs> Must take my watch back to the makers. Would you like some breakfast? No, thanks. Coffee? Yes, I'd love some. Then you shall have some. I'll go and make it straight away. Thank you, dear. It's the least I can do. After all, you are taking me down in the car. Taking you where? Shopping. You promised me yesterday, remember? Oh, for heaven's sakes, I'd forgotten about that. That really does it. Look, David, old boy, you've got to do something for me, and believe me, it's urgent. I left my scarf around there last night, and you've got to go and fetch it. Round where? Uh, no, well, I suppose you've got to know. But let this secret out, and it'll be the last you'll ever let out. <laughs> you understand? Well, only too clearly. I'm going to die young. Now, listen, this is no joking matter. I'm in a devil of a fix. Why? What, what's happened? Oh, I'd better tell you the whole story. 
the leading lady in the show happens to be a one... A girlfriend of Robin's. Yes, I, I know. He, he told me. Well, she threw a party in her digs last night. A nice little intimate affair. Three girls and three men. Robin and I and one other. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with it? Well, I can't see anything wrong. No, but Anne would. It was all perfectly innocent, of course, but I can hardly expect her to believe that. Oh, nonsense. Of course she would. Look, there's no time to argue. It's in Marlow Road. I don't know the number, but it's a big house standing on its own. Off you go. There's a good chap. Every second counts. You, what, what, what does the scarf look like? Oh, for the love of Mike, I don't suppose there were many left there last night. <laughs> it's one Anne knitted for me, and she must be getting absent-minded. Why? It's about a mile and a half long. <laughs> Sure to know I was wearing it last night, and she's bound to notice it's missing. Bound to? One of those odd twists of fate. Women expect us to notice what they're wearing, but we never do. On the other hand, we couldn't care less whether they notice, but they never miss a thing. <laughs> and at times like this, it's deucedly inconvenient. Off you go. Oh, boy, I'll tell Anne, you, you, you suddenly remembered you got a business appointment. What, Saturday morning? That's why you'd forgotten it. Uh, are you sure it wouldn't be better to confess the whole thing? Oh, my dear chap, I've never been so sure of anything in my life. If Anne ever found out, she'd knit me another scarf, specially. And we'd both die young. And the connection? Specially to strangle me with. Darling Cherub, just to say how wonderful it was to see you again, but then... Hey, that's private. Well, you shouldn't keep it lying around. But then, darling cherub, it's always Get it one... me. Not until I've seen how you've ended it. I love you, I love you, I love you. Your own tittles. Oh, dear. I didn't realize it was that serious. Here you are. Sorry, that's all right. You haven't got an envelope, have you? I may have one in my room. I'll go and see. I've got a feeling I used the last one. Oh, wonderful lesson, be. Coming! Miss Lee? Yes? I, I'm sorry to bother you, but my brother-in-law, Tony, left his scarf here last night. Oh, so that's who you are. Cherub's brother's brother-in-law. Cherub? Robin. Come along in. They should have brought you along to see the show. Well, I only wish they had. I, I, I gather it's awfully good, and, and, and you're absolutely wonderful. Is that what Cherub said? Yes. What else did he say? That, that you sing like a dream, and, and when you dance, he sits up and sleeps. <laughs> Sleep? You're, you're not nods off as he watches. S sits up as, and, and watches. That's more like it. He said something about a smashing little number, too. But he didn't tell me which one he meant. <laughs> Knowing Cherub, he probably meant me. Me meant that you were what? A smashing little number. Yes, I know, but he didn't say what it was called. <laughs> the scarf's here, look. Oh, jolly good. Would you like some coffee or something? Yeah, no, thanks. I've got to rush back. It's jolly nice to have met you. But... No luck, darling. Oh, dear. Oh, David Leone. Hello. Uh, what am I worrying about? I've got my own special messenger. You don't mind, do you, taking this letter to Cherub? Not a bit. I haven't got an envelope, so I'll have to trust you not to read it. Well, I wouldn't dream of reading it. Oh, and you might give him a message. Say that Tiddles is glad to hear she's a smashing little number. Tiddles? Me. Oh, I see. That the, the Tiddles is glad to hear she's a smashing little... Oh, gosh, I see. <laughs> See what? That, that it was you, in tribal chant. Hello, Tony. Oh, hello. Came in the back way. <laughs> hello, then. Hello. One scarf, one mile and a half long. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to hide it. Hide it? Anne noticed it was missing and started asking awkward questions. I had to think fast. Oh, what, what did you do? Pretended to phone the theatre and told it had been found there. Where the dickens can we hide the... Tony! Oh, yes, stuff it in your pocket, quickly. Yes, all right. That's if I can get it all in. I'll be ready to go in. Oh, hello, Poppy. Back already. Have you seen him? Seen who? Your business appointment. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, I saw him. It must have been somebody very important to get you to the office on Saturday. Uh, well, yes, he's a pretty important scarf, actually. <laughs> A pretty important chap. What have you got in your pocket? It's bulging right out. Um, that, that's my scarf. And it's, uh, it's a bit on the long side. Oh, somebody at the door. Would you answer it, Anne? I think perhaps I'd better. I'll be ready to go in five minutes. Righto. Oof, close shave. Sorry. Oh, not your fault. Better give it to me and I'll try and... In here. I'll see you in a minute. Oh, yes, all right. Hello. Hello there. Hello, Zoe. I've only popped in for a moment. You'll have to excuse me, Zoe. I've got to go and get tidied up. Hang on to that scarf for a moment, will you, uh, David? If you like. Uh, grateful. You're going to lose your scarf. Look, it's hanging out of your pocket. Where? 
Psyche, let go. Let go. Psyche, bring it back. Drop it down. Psyche. Now, this is very interesting. What? Strolling Sharon. Just to say how wonderful it was to see you again. Oh, you, you mustn't read that. It, it, it's somebody's letter. Mm, it dropped out of your pocket, Sharon. Why, well, I, I don't know what you're implying, but you're absolutely wrong. I, I met her for the first time this morning. Who? Tiddles. Tiddles? <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's her nickname. And you met her for the first time this morning? Oh, no, look, look, look it, it isn't for me. It, it, it's Lily, if you'd like to lift down to the town, we're going... Tony's scarf. Oh, gosh. <laughs> How did that get back here? How did this letter get in your pocket? How do I always get into these messes? Bye, Anne. Where's the time? Come on, Robin. You're going to miss that train. Goodbye, bye, David. Bang on meeting you. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, Robin. Oh, only lasted three days this time. Yes, but for a different reason. The show's moved on to another town and he's off to see his darling Tibbles. Oh, gosh, I see. Do, do you think they'll get married? I think they might. And if they do, Peter Pan might grow up after all. Oh, oh by the way, I, I haven't had a chance to say it before, but it was jolly nice of you not to say anything to Tony about the scarf. Strictly no nagging. Oh, you're a wizard wife. He's a bang-on husband. <laughs> Poor Robin. I always feel rather, rather sad when he goes. But when he's here... I know exactly what you're going to say. What? Oh, brother. <laughs> In A Life of Bliss this week, the artists taking part were David Bliss, George Cole, Anne Fellows, Diana Churchill, Tony Fellows, Colin Gordon, Robin Fellows, Frederick Treves, Psyche of the Dog, Percy Edwards, Zoe Hunter, Sheila Sweet, Amanda Lee, Judith Stott, Leonie Francis, Sheila Manahan. This recorded program was written by Godfrey Harrison and produced by Leslie Bridgemont. Brought to you by Colgate Dental Cream and Luster Cream Shampoo. Colgate Dental Cream to clean your breath while you clean your teeth. Luster Cream, the cream shampoo for true hair loveliness. The Dennis Day Show with Barbara Eiler, B. Benadera, Dink Trout, John Brown, Charles Dant and the orchestra, and yours truly, Vern Smith is written by Frank Galen and stars our popular young singer in A Day in the Life of Dennis Day. In answer to many of your requests, here's Dennis singing his RCA Victor recording of Yeah, Sure, You Betcha. Hilda, oh Hilda, I've and Tinker Grand. Will you, oh will you, let me hold your hand? If I should ask you, do you love me too? Say, yeah, sure, you betcha, I then think I do. In Wisconsin, Holly Johnson fell in love with a sweet Swedish Miss Hilda Swanson. He wooed her, he pursued her. All Wisconsin heard Johnson sing Swanson the song. Oh, Hilda, oh, Hilda, I ban think you're grand. Will you, oh, will you let me hold your hand? If I should ask you, do you love me too? Say, yeah, sure, you betcha. Hey, Ben, think I do. Oh, I do. Yes, I do. By golly, by yiminy, I do. If I should ask you, do you love me too? Say, yeah, sure, you betcha. I then think I do. <laughs> oh, Hilda, oh, Hilda, let this Swedish boy thrill you until you are jumping with joy. There at the creature, when he says, will you? Say, yeah, sure, you betcha. Hey, Ben, think I do. Oh, I do. Yes, I do. By golly, by yiminy, I do. There at the 
creatures when he says, will you? Say, yasher, you betcha, hey, ben, tank, hey, do. By golly, by yiminy, I ben, tank, I do. A very special tip on Harrowfield Girls from famous beauty authority, Kay Duman. Lovely hair, shining with natural highlights and shadows, sparkling with silken softness, inviting with clean fragrance. That's the natural hair appeal that men prefer. And now such natural hair appeal can be yours with one touch of magic, Luster Cream Shampoo. Not a soap, not a liquid. Luster Cream Shampoo is an amazing new dainty cream that whips up like magic in hard or soft water into a mild, gentle lather that sweeps dullness away. Out of her wealth of cosmetic lore, Kay Dumit blended gentle lanolin with special secret ingredients to achieve this delightful new cream that leaves your hair so easy to manage, so soft and shining with the natural appeal that men love. Ask for the economical dollar jar of Luster Cream Shampoo at your cosmetic counter, also 30-cent and 55-cent sizes. Discover the secret that women and girls of all ages are learning everywhere. There's a world of glamour in each dainty jar of Luster Cream. The cream shampoo for true hair loveliness. Well, there's quite a stir at the Anderson boarding house in Weaverville this morning. We find our young hero, Dennis Day, in the dining room, helping to open several packages which have just arrived. For strangely and excitingly enough, they're addressed to the more fragile half of the Anderson family. Gee, Mr. Anderson, that's for you? Yes, my dear little poopsie girl picked it out for me herself. <laughs> you like it, Dennis? Oh, yes, sir. It's one of the prettiest aprons I've ever seen. Oh, I think so, too. Uh, notice how that blue ribbon just matches my eyes? Oh, yes, sir. Shall we open the other packages now? No, no need to. It's just the rest of my fall outfit. Mops, scrubbing brushes, and dust caps. <laughs> Gee, it sure is nice that Mrs. Anderson will let you have a whole new wardrobe. Yes, well, you see, uh, Poopsie won't be spending much time around the house during the day anymore. So she's taking me off part-time and putting me on full-time. Well, gosh, congratulations, Mr. Anderson. You sure have earned it. But why won't Mrs. Anderson be here during the day anymore? What didn't you know? She's going into business. She has an appointment with Homer Willoughby this morning. Your wife is going into business with my boss? Holy smoke, another access to Fur and Il Duce. <laughs> isn't going into business with him, Dennis. Oh, well, gee, she isn't trying to get a job at the store, is she? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, that's good. Because our policy is the customer is always right. And if she was a clerk, who dare? <laughs> Your customers are perfectly safe, Dennis. Uh, Poopsie's going into business for herself. For herself? Then what's Mr. Willoughby... Good morning. Oh, good morning, Mrs. Anderson. Good morning, cuddle baby. <laughs> Mrs. Anderson, your husband was just telling me about you going into business and that my boss was involved in some way. That's right. Haven't you heard about Mr. Willoughby taking over a dress shop? Why, no, ma'am. I didn't know he had any interest in dresses at all. At least not vacant ones. <laughs> Well, he has. He was forced to foreclose a mortgage and take over the shop, and I'm going to buy it from him. That is, if Mr. Gordon of that Fifi dress shop chain doesn't put in a higher bed. Well, that's what this morning's meeting is for, to decide which one of us Mr. Willoughby will sell it to. Gosh, I sure hope you get it, Mrs. Anderson. Oh, so do I. They have such stunning things. This man-tailored suit I'm wearing is one of their creations. <laughs> Isn't it gorgeous? Oh, yes, ma'am. It makes you look very virile. <laughs> what? Well, what I mean is, it brings out your real personality It does, eh? Yes, ma'am, of course it hides you, but it brings out your... <laughs> uh, could I have a moment to clarify my thinking on this? Never mind Come along if you want to drive down to Willoughby's with me I don't want to be late Yes, ma'am, and thank you for dropping the subject instead of me Mrs. Anderson, are you sure you want to go into this business? Of course. But isn't a woman's place in the home? Herbert will do there very nicely. Yeah, I guess so. 
Would you like me to talk to Mr. Willoughby? Use my influence on him? Dennis, will you stop thinking up ways to get me out of this deal? Yes, ma'am. I'm going to make this shop a big success. I might even get Mrs. Hannah Cabot II to wear one of my gowns. And wouldn't that be something? Boy, I'll say. Who's she? <laughs> Just one of the ten best-dressed women in America, that's all. And she's here in town right now to be the guest of honor at the country club dance. Oh, and, of course, it's very important to the success of a gown to be seen on just the right person. Yes, ma'am. Is that why you bought a suit? <laughs> what? I spoke without think thinking it out far enough. Well, be more careful in the future. Oh, this is the street, isn't it? Yes, and I believe there's a parking space right in front of Willoughby's store. It's kind of narrow. Dennis, I know how to park. Well, I... Wait, Mrs. Anderson, you shouldn't drive in front with you got a back in. Perhaps I should take the wheel. Please, I know you. <laughs> now look what you've done. Me? Yes, talking to me while I was parking. Your big mouth was open wider than the space I was trying to get in. <laughs> Is Fender's dented, isn't it? I don't know. I can't see it. Why not? It's on the roof of our car. <laughs> oh, my gosh, look. Here comes a policeman. A policeman? Dennis, you were right. You may take the wheel. Huh? You heard me slide over and I'll sit where you are and hurry. Yes, ma'am. All right. All right, now. Faith, and let's see the drooper who's to blame for this. What? How dare you, officer? Can't you see how that other car is parked? Or are you too dim-witted? No, don't be after handing me that, lady. Trying to put the blame on some poor innocent driver who wasn't even in his car. I saw this car smash into it with me own eyes. Now, see here. Now, I... now, Colleen, me darling, what this fine broth of a lad saw, he saw. And devil a bit will get him to change his mind at all at all, McCushler, Storm, McGoldin. <laughs> Well, now, do you know, it's just possible that me eyes have deceived me. <laughs> What's your name, lad? Dennis O'Day, your worship, and may it please your honor. <laughs> Dennis O'Day. That wouldn't, perchance, be Irish, would it now, lad? True, and it wouldn't be Czechoslovakian, your grace. <laughs> not from the north of Ireland, I hope. Faith, and not a bit of it, you all. <laughs> That's fine now. Well, it's easy to see what happened here. You were driving along, minding your own business, when all of a sudden, this parked car smashed into you. <laughs> and without a word of warning, too. Will you look at the way he's parked, and not two blocks from a fire hydrant? <laughs> sure, and he's a menace to safe drivers. And dead, and that's just what he is. Look at his car. Not even a taillight on it. And you, on the other hand... Even have an extra one on your front fender. <laughs> oh, that I have. I'm a cautious darling, I am, I am. Oh, he is a darling, isn't he, officer? We all love him so. I don't blame you for that, ma'am. And when I see the rascal who owns his other car, it's a ticket I'll be handing him straight off. Good lad. He's a threat to human lives. He ought to be locked up. He's a... a... Ooh, what I see coming. What's going on here? Hey, what happened to my car? Well, Mr. Willoughby... So you're the owner of this car, eh? Well, there's a nice ticket waiting for you, my man. What? Dennis, my dress shop. You can't let this happen. No. You see, officer, there's been a mistake. The accident was all my fault, honest. Besides, I'm a Lithuanian. <laughs> Come now, my lad. It's nice of you to take the blame. But look at this fellow's car. Parked three feet out from the curb. But Mr. Willoughby didn't mean to do it. He'd probably been drinking again and didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> drinking? Now, see here. Don't you know it's against the law to drive a car while drunk? Sure, but you can't hold Mr. Willoughby for that. That law was passed long after his license expired. <laughs> huh? Why, this boy is crazy, obviously. He doesn't know what he's talking about. No, eh? Well, drunk driving and no license is good enough for me. Come on, Willoughby. 
You're telling it to a judge. No, wait. Yes, wait. Yeah, for heaven's sake, wait. Come on, Willoughby. Start moving. And many thanks to you, lad. The top of the morning, do you? The top of the morning? Oh, I just fell to the bottom. <laughs> Yeah, it was just awful, Mildred. That's why I phoned you to come right down to the store. I'm almost positive I lost popularity with your mother. Say, wait a minute. Mr. Willoughby being in jail is the answer to our whole problem. Huh? Say it again. I may have missed a key word somewhere. <laughs> Look, who's mother's rival for this shop? Mr. Gordon, the out-of-towner who owns that big dress chain. This is your chance to get rid of him and leave the field clear for mother. Get rid of him? Sure, scare him off some way. He's due here for the meeting at... Oh, my gosh. Look, that must be Mr. Gordon crossing the street right now. Oh, yeah. Quick, get out of sight. I'll think of something. Okay. How do you do, sir? Hello, Mr. Willoughby in. I'm Mademoiselle Fifi. <laughs> oh, I beg your pardon, miss. I thought you were Mr. Gordon. I am Mr. Gordon. Mademoiselle Fifi is just the name I use. A trade name. Oh, Gee, you sure got the worst of the trade, huh? Look, I'm a busy man. Is Mr. Willoughby in or isn't he in? Yes, sir, he's in, and that's why he's not here. He won't be in till he's out. <laughs> what is this gibberish? I have an appointment to see Mr. Willoughby about buying that dress shop of his. Gee, you're going to invest money here in Weaverville? I am. Boy, what a devil-may-care attitude. <laughs> What are you talking about? I've always heard that Weaverville is an up-and-coming town. Well, it used to be up-and-coming, but all of a sudden it got down and went. <laughs> I know. I live here. You mean there's no business in town at all? Last week this store didn't do five cents worth. Then this week it fell off a little. <laughs> but why can't you stimulate business? Did you ever try a one-cent sale? Oh, lots of them. Never sold a single penny. <laughs> Why, this is fantastic. Yeah. But how does Mr. Willoughby manage to run two stores and keep up a beautiful home? Well, of course, if a fellow doesn't care how he gets his money... What do you mean? I'd rather not say, unless you press me. But I do press you. boy. <laughs> you mean to tell me Willoughby makes his money by underhanded methods? Well... Because if he does, I'll withdraw my offer for his dress shop immediately. You mean that? I do. Lean forward, pal, and put your ear in my mouth. Well, go on. What would you say about a man who swindled $100,000 out of widows and orphans? What? You mean Willoughby? No, I didn't say he did. I just asked you what you think of it. I think it's horrible. And I'm going to talk to Willoughby about it, too. Where is he? They took him to jail this morning. Jail? What for? Haven't you been paying attention? Huh? Oh. <laughs> up with his swindling operations. That's better. For a minute, you had me worried. What will they do with him? Willoughby? Oh, with his connections, he'll get off. He will? Sure. They can't make a rap stick against him. Why, it wouldn't surprise me if any minute... Well, speak of the devil. So, there you are. You... Oh, why, Mr. Gordon. Thank heavens I got back in time to see you. Willoughby, is it true they took you to jail this morning? Why, yes. But how did you know? Never mind. And you beat the rap, eh? Oh, sure. It was just a minor offense. <laughs> a minor offense? You call that a minor offense? Well, of course. Well, I'll bet you've done worse than that yourself many times. <laughs> oh, I have, have I? Willoughby, I'm withdrawing my bid for your shop. I want nothing more to do with you. Good day, sir. But, Mr. Gordon... Dennis Day. Gee, I'm beginning to hate that name. <laughs> Somehow I've got a sneaking suspicion that you had something to do with this. Me, sir? Yes, you, sir. First you had me clapped in the jail on a ridiculous traffic charge. And now I return to find this. Do you think there's no limit to my patience? I don't know, but that's the way I'm praying. <laughs> Very well. I'm going to teach you and that Mrs. Anderson a lesson. I hereby accept her bid for my dress shop. Accept it? Oh, Mr. Willoughby! Dennis, stop that silly kissing. I just had these shoes shine. <laughs> but, Mr. Willoughby, I'm so grateful. Oh, you are, huh? 
Grateful, huh? Ha, ha, ha. Mr. Willoughby, that isn't a good wholesome chuckle. <laughs> oh, no? It might interest you to know that your Mrs. Anderson is stuck with a whole store full of brand new, latest style, long-length dresses. That's bad? In Wheelerville, it's murder. Why, there isn't a woman in town who'd touch one of those dresses on a bet. That's why the last owner went broke. Oh, my gosh, I'm having a normal day again. Uh, I didn't want to sell to anybody in town. I was content to stick that chain store man. But now, well, just tell Mrs. Anderson, happy bankruptcy. But, Mr. Willoughby... Cut, my boy. Those are my final words. Yeah, and when I repeat them to Mrs. Anderson, I guess they'll be mine, too. <laughs> oh, Dennis, you can't mean it. A whole store full of long dresses? Every last one of them, Mildred. Oh, my gosh. Well, what did Mother say when you told her? She looked at me like she was seeing a ghost. I think it gave her an idea, too. wouldn't be so bad if the women here were... Dennis, I think I have it. Gee, it's marvelous. Every time we're in a little trouble, you come up with an idea that leads to suicide. <laughs> but this is foolproof, Dennis. Listen, have you ever heard of Mrs. Hannah Cabot II? Oh, yeah, your mother mentioned her. Do you know what would happen to mother's business overnight if one of the ten best-dressed women in America wore an Anderson gown to that country club dance? Well, why would a woman like that wear a dress from a small-town shop? Because a famous Parisian style authority is going to tell her they're the finest gowns ever designed. Do you know who? Who? You. Who? <laughs> oh, you can do it, Dennis. You do a marvelous French impersonation. And you can take one of the dresses along with you. Mother's got several of them here. But Mildred... Oh, Mother, Dennis and I have the most marvelous idea. Mildred, stop using vile language. Vile language? You said Dennis. <laughs> but, Mother, this idea... I don't care to hear it. Your father and I are going to the shop and get busy protecting our investment. Come along, Herbert. Lead the way, flame of desire. <laughs> Dennis, you have to get to work on Mrs. Cabot this very minute. Oh, Mildred, these things always lead to such grief. Isn't there some other way? Dennis, for heaven's sakes, don't tell me you're afraid to call on her. All right, I won't. But believe me, I'm not shaking from courage. <laughs> yes? Bon voyage, monsieur. What? You speak French? Why, yes, of course. How do you do? <laughs> well, how do you do? Permit me, I should introduce myself. I am Vladimir Dekovich, greatest dress designer in all Moscow, which is a city in Russia and explains my accent. Oh, I see. Well, of course, Russia has had some of the best dressed women of all time. Catherine the Great, the Grand Duchess Tatiana Romanova. Oh, da! And I designed all their clothes. <laughs> what? But they've been dead for hundreds of years. I did not say they look well in them, madame. <laughs> You're an awfully odd little man, aren't you? Just what is it you want of me? Madame, I have here the most beautiful gown ever designed. It is from a little dress shop right here in town. I want you should wear it from the country club dance. Oh, well, I'm sorry, but I've already chosen my gown from Saks. Oh, madame, my gown is more beautiful than any sack you have ever seen. <laughs> my dear friend, I was referring to Saks Fifth Avenue. But the sack is a sack no matter what street you pick it up. <laughs> Are you quite sure you're a Russian-style authority, young man? Oh, Ninochka, madame. Oh, you never saw Russia in your life, and you know it. <laughs> Silly girl. <laughs> now, you stop this nonsense right here and now. Come, come, man. What is your game? 
Well, I guess I might as well tell you the truth. I'm not Russian at all. No! <laughs> ah, I mean we. I mean... Well, I had to try this, Mrs. Cabot. I was desperate. Oh? Yes, ma'am. It's my girlfriend's mother. She's got a terrible problem. I quite agree. <laughs> no, you see, she was tricked into buying a dress shop, and if it isn't a success, she'll lose all her money. So... So you thought if I wore one of her creations, other women would follow my lead? Yes, ma'am. You're one of the ten women in America who are dressed or something. <laughs> Won't you do it, Mrs. Cabot? I need you badly. Well, I was a Girl Scout once, darn it. Mrs. Cabot, then you will? These uh, dresses of yours, uh, short skirts, I suppose. Oh, no, ma'am, long. The very latest. Well, I'm surprised. And uh, what about necklines? Oh, they have them, too. <laughs> yes, no doubt. I mean, are they high or low? Oh, all kinds. You've got your choice from turtleneck to you'll be in Life magazine, but you could also be arrested. <laughs> in a jarring sort of way. Thank you. But will you really wear my gown, Mrs. Cabot? Oh, very well, young man. Leave it here and I'll wear it to the dance. What's more, I shall even phone the newspapers and tell them I'm doing so. Oh, Mrs. Cabot, I just don't know what to say. Gee, I hope the alarm doesn't go off. This is the pleasantest dream I ever had. <laughs> I wish Mother would hurry, Dennis. The newspaper just came out, and I've already had seven calls for fittings. Oh, Dennis, you're just marvelous. Ah, shucks. What if I am? Gee whiz. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you. When Mother hears about this, she'll just scream with joy. Mother at last. Hello, Mrs. Anderson. You may kiss me if you like. Kiss you? Yes, ma'am. On the hand or on the face. Wherever you find me, the more desirable. <laughs> what are you talking about? Or haven't you heard? Dennis got Mrs. Cabot to wear one of your long dresses to the dance tomorrow night. <gasps> you fool. This is a scream of joy. <laughs> Mother, don't you understand? Every woman in town will want one of your long dresses. It's you who don't understand. Herbert and I have just spent the entire night cutting seven inches off every dress in our shop. <laughs> oh, no, Mother. Yes. Boy, I sure hope there's nothing to this theory of reincarnation. I'd hate to have to go through a life like this again. Dennis Day will be back in just a moment with a song. But first, here's a fact worth knowing. Colgate Dental Cream cleans your breath while it cleans your teeth. And that's important, as our Colgate players demonstrate. Scene, a hotel switchboard, where two pretty telephone operators are talking. What a nerve he has, thinking I'd go out on a date with a guy like him. You mean that good-looking blonde boy? Gee, Mabel, he looked all right to me. I got no complaints on the fella's looks, but I'm telling you, Gertrude. <gasps> Imagine! Gee, you'd think one of his pals would tip him off to see his dentist, wouldn't you? Well, one of his pals finally did, and here's what that fellow found out. Scientific tests prove that in seven out of ten cases, Colgate Dental Cream instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And Colgate's safe polishing agent brings out the natural sparkle of your teeth, cleans them thoroughly and safely. Yes, Colgate Dental Cream cleans your breath while it cleans your teeth. And Colgate Dental Cream is famous for its wonderful wake-up flavor, too. Nationwide tests of leading toothpaste prove that Colgate's is preferred for flavor over other brands tested. So to clean your teeth thoroughly and safely, for a wake-up flavor everyone enjoys, use Colgate Dental Cream. Remember, Colgate Dental Cream cleans your breath while it cleans your teeth. With Charles Dand in the orchestra, here's Dennis to sing the number one ballad of the day, I Wish I Didn't Love You So. Long ago, 
the National Broadcasting Company. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.